Hello everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Talking Their Language with Helen Bodell. We are focusing on handwriting today. We get so many messages and comments about how to approach handwriting with our EAL learners. So today should be super useful and give us some new ideas and advice on what we can do. Today I'm joined uh, with Bethany Harris, who is the Handwriting and English Intervention Product Owner at Twinkle. Hi Bethany, how are you? Would you like to introduce yourself and give us a bit of a background on how you became Handwriting and EAL Intervention Product Owner here at Twinkle? Hi Helen, thanks for inviting me on today. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, yes, I am the Handwriting and English Intervention PO at Twinkle. I actually started in September, so I'm new to Twinkle. Um, before that, I was teaching for over 10 years and I've taught across the world from the UK to all the way as far as Indonesia with some other countries along the way. Um, I have a background in English, so I actually started my teaching career as an English language teacher before then moving on to primary school teaching. And then whilst I was a primary school teacher, I was English lead in different schools across the world. I have a big interest in handwriting and how we can support EAL learners. So hopefully we'll learn something new today. Brilliant. That's so interesting. Um, I love Indonesia as well. Whereabouts were you in Indonesia? So I was actually in two places. I started in Jakarta. So that was my very first teaching post. Okay. Um, and after a year, I moved to Surabaya and did my second teaching post. So that's where my love of teaching began, really. So yeah, wow. I love Indonesia too. So very used to um, teaching EAL learners maybe as well, um, as well as handwriting. So that's brilliant. Um, so what are your thoughts on teaching handwriting to EAL learners? Where can we sort of begin? Yeah, I think in this digital age that we live in, handwriting is often seen as less important. And as the world focuses on typing and, you know, writing and being online, it almost feels as though handwriting in schools is taking a back seat, which is sad, really, as the link between handwriting and brain development is there. We actually... Yeah had a chat amongst colleagues last week as we were looking at the benefits of mind mapping on creativity we all agreed that writing our ideas down first helped us to process our thoughts more clearly before moving on to a more strategic way of planning uh, so I'm hoping that after today we're able to bring some of the writing focus back to handwriting especially when we're thinking about ways to best support our EAL learners um, around one in five primary school aged children in the UK speak a language other than English at home and many of these children have no access to English at home and therefore the hours spent in school are the only times they can develop the language it's crucial then that we really think about the best strategies to support this in our schools I think handwriting is a perfect place to start for a few reasons uh, firstly it links verbal language acquisition to written language fluency yeah, it's the core foundation of writing. It can improve graphophonics, which in turn can improve reading. If we improve reading, this can lead to success in many other areas. For example, the link between success in reading and the success in maths. Um, I guess if we think about the elements of writing first, we have transcription. So that's the technical side to writing, which covers handwriting and spelling and grammar and punctuation. Then we have composition, which is the formulation of ideas and sharing those ideas on paper, thinking about that purpose for writing and how best to structure a particular text. 
and the relationship between these two has been studied extensively and having a solid foundation in transcription means children can be better understood when coming to actually writing the text uh, and this is the case for all children regardless of their language ability so thinking about this specifically to helping EAL learners I believe it can give them the tools to leap over that language barrier. Studies, uh, recent studies on handwriting have found that the act of forming letters can engage the mind and allow children to really pay attention to written language. It also links with improvement in spelling and composition as it can help children to make links between letters and words. Now, of course, the term EAL is very broad and a tailored approach is definitely needed. It could mean an illiterate child who speaks some English or a child who is literate in their first language and can understand the meaning of a text on a page but has little spoken or written English. Obviously both of these children would need support but the different strategies would be needed to support them most effectively. However, bringing that focus initially to letter formation and writing accuracy could help both of those children to succeed in developing fluency in English. Yeah, definitely. When you've mentioned about um, online learning and that digital technology and that digital age, I definitely felt like when I started Twinkle, you know, working in, from home very much online on online platforms all the time. It's definitely so much better to write on paper for me, you know, and get that creativity down and then sort of work it out when you're when you're back online and sort of type it up or whatever. So I think maybe that's, you know, really important to think about when you're teaching those EAL learners, definitely. So and it just gives them that time to really process their thoughts before moving on to the bigger step of writing. Yeah, and I mean, new iPads as well, a lot of schools go in that way with avoiding sort of using paper anymore and trying to use iPads instead. I guess you've got that sort of problem sort of to face as well, definitely. Definitely. Um, so what do you think are the biggest sort of barriers that EAL learners face when learning to write? Yeah, so let's talk firstly about general disadvantages EAL learners face, um, the disadvantages they have against their monolingual peers, I guess. Um, on average, EAL pupils catch up with their peers by age 16. At age five, around 45% of them have achieved a good level of development compared to 55% of other pupils, whereas by age 16, this gap narrows significantly to just over 60%, achieving five A stars to C at GCSE, including English and maths, compared to just over 60% of other pupils. So that gap is a lot smaller. Um, of course, multiple variables will impact this success, including the size of the school, size of the class, age entering into mainstream English-speaking schools and prior language proficiency. Um, so we, in general, EAL learners begin their schooling at a disadvantage to their peers right from the start. Um, I think thinking more specifically about learning English and looking at transcription, we can delve deeper into some of the reasons for that data. Um, as I yes. mentioned earlier, one in five children in our schools do not speak English as a first language at home. Therefore, their exposure to English may be limited or non-existent, except for when at school, especially in the primary years when children generally have limited access to external sources of information, such as having a mobile phone. Um, 
when you asked when you invited me to come on to this podcast I started to think about my own daughter who will begin school next year and she has had mass exposure to the English language you know she receives birthday cards written in English she listens to and follows along with stories in English Uh, you might know what a Yoto player is she has a little Yoto player where she listens to the stories and she can read you know the titles on the cards and put them in herself um you know she helps me with recipes written in English we could go on and on like this for hours but um we've only got 20 minutes and I'm aware of that so (laughs) Uh, I go to the same so it is um it's good to think like that isn't it though about the exposure you get from her definitely and I think like she also understands that letters have meaning now and that those letters can form some of the sounds um she's actually been using our twinkle letter formation app to practice forming letters and has begun to make some basic sense of the idea that some letters follow a similar pattern such as how at twinkle we categorize them as our letter families you know the curly caterpillars the ladalemas our one-armed robots and our zigzag monsters um she's even starting to find those letters in her environment on signs in shops on the tv you know, so she has this mass exposure to writing before she's even entered that classroom. I then flipped it and thought, I wonder what it would have been like if we still lived in Hong Kong. So she was born in Hong Kong and she lived in Hong Kong until she was almost three. And she could have quite easily ended up staying there and going to school there if COVID hadn't happened and we'd moved back. Um so of course, if you put it, if you put her in, in the world she's in now, she's entering school with that massive wealth of language ready to go. Whereas had she stayed there, you know, she could have potentially entered into a Chinese school where, despite living in that environment since birth and being exposed to the Chinese language daily, she would have entered school having little or no relationship with it at all. As we don't speak it at home, we can't refer to it in a supermarket you know we can't help her to follow a sign in the town because we can't read it Um, and this is the same for many of our EAL learners today so that's you know that's even before they start school um, they have that massive barrier of course it, it is important to note that many are still acquiring language skills and they they're developing schema in their mother tongue and that will help them when they're learning English but their relationship to written English may be very limited despite some exposure Um, and then they get to school and they find this explosion of English language it's everywhere and they must quickly find ways to navigate it and adapt to this new normal Um, many schools now teach phonics and letter formation using rhymes and you know some of these may be simple and easy for an EAL child to follow and understand such as around the apple for the letter a making the sound a as in apple this may you know help them to build schemas to remember language and to create a relationship between letter and sound but then more complex ones such as zigzag path teaching z or z may lead that that may leave them more confused as even the word path may be so far removed from what they say in their own language they struggle to make a link to it at all so 
as their English-speaking peers head off to draw, you know, around eggs, they may be left confused that, you know, by if they speak Arabic, Bida doesn't start with that sound and doesn't really make sense at all. So I think yeah. we have to think about cultural references when we're using these visual aids to teach basic letter formation. Um, you know, even at Twinkle, we use chimney to teach or eight the letter H. Um, any children come from countries where they've never seen a chimney and it's far too hot. As I've said, I've lived in countries in Asia yeah. and not once have I seen a chimney in any of those countries. So, you know, little, little things like that within the classroom are a huge barrier to children because it will take more than just that time in the classroom to begin to comprehend some of these ideas. But having said that, the rhymes do support the development of schemas and they help to bridge that, you know, to, to build that relationship between the words and the thoughts. Um, but it, I guess it's about raising awareness of such issues to our wonderful educators so they can think about ways to ensure EAL learners are factored in when planning the most suitable route. Of course, we know this is already happening in our schools and teachers are doing an amazing job. Um, and then I guess as they begin to master that letter formation and start writing at length, um, factors such at home life will impact their writing development as a whole, as we know that reading massively impacts writing success and access in books in English is yeah. a huge factor. You know, reading can bring confidence in writing, but actually there's a lot of research about how reading can bring confidence in writing, but what is lacking is how much how much handwriting can impact that too. Um, and if we make sure handwriting yeah. lessons are extensive for the our EAL learners and, you know, we give appropriate feedback, then we can make sure children are getting the best out of their writing. It might be more difficult to give detailed feedback, of course, to an EAL child. But if we consistently show visual examples of expectations, you know, show the models that we're wanting, then they'll have that visual model to follow and understand, I think, as well, what what you've previously mentioned about this new digital age there is a barrier to learning there because actually sometimes more time is spent on that online space in education and maybe we need to take a step back and spend a bit more time focusing on those core skills such as handwriting first yeah definitely and I think it depends as well what um maybe what age they arrive in the UK and the new arrivals the older learners such GCSE sort of level um you've got that barrier as well I guess with the with the images being quite babyish and things like that and whether to go down the phonics route or not um and that might sort of you know we have to think around that as well and how to adapt sort of the teaching um for that as well um and then I guess well you find that different languages may find handwriting difficult and to different levels um so what languages do you find have the most difficulty with sort of English handwriting yeah so I think I'm actually going to run a webinar in January that might delve a bit deeper into sort of different languages and how um, speakers of that language might struggle with handwriting but I think what's really important to think about with the struggle of handwriting is every language is different so 
not necessarily yeah. that one I mean of course children who already can write the romantic script they will find it easier to write in English because they can already formulate the letters so letter formation isn't a struggle it's more about linking the sounds to the words and putting the meaning there um but then I think as well even looking at the differences in romantic script so if you're a French speaker then you know French in general when children learn to write in France they learn with a lead in already so actually when you're teaching handwriting to a French speakers in schools then you might want to swing more to that than other areas you know Arabic is already joined it is you know they do write in the opposite direction which is a struggle in itself but the language itself is joined and actually if children are able to understand how letters work in relation to each other which is how Arabic works then you know maybe looking at a cursive script earlier might benefit Arabic students for example um, I mean it could go on and on but I think definitely we will do a webinar in January which will look at this in a bit more detail and sort of you know honing on on different languages and what particular struggles might be for those learners yeah that'd be brilliant so looking at those barriers and um we've had a look at those what can teachers do to support these children how can we overcome those barriers um well teachers are obviously doing a fantastic job as the data shows children are leaving schools with improved attainment in relation to their peers than when they entered it uh, however we as teachers still worry and panic about how to best suit the needs of EAL learners and of course we should um, it can be incredibly difficult to support multiple needs in some classes and some have you know a range of complex language needs the main tools we can use are continuing to use visuals to support writing and letter formation yes. or being mindful of how relevant some standard images might be to the whole class and uh, give extensive practice for handwriting as it will help EAL children to respond to the language and to develop their composition skills. Don't be afraid to take it slowly and perfect their handwriting first. This will give them that confidence to be creative when writing for different purposes. Just like we see reading and we focus on the reading before we then push those skills in writing. Yeah. Almost seeing handwriting in, in, in the same way really valuing handwriting in the same way um, the government now actually advises us to slow down the teaching of joins and wait until key stage two or until letter formation is secure however as we just mentioned with the AL learners it is important to think about their mother tongue language and how they have already learnt to write if they have already learnt to write um, like we said about different languages if, if they write in Chinese where strokes and symbols have meaning then they're going to have a very different experience to a child who writes in Arabic, which is used to joining and uses dots to change the sound and meaning. Um, so, yeah, there's there's many complex complexities with particular languages, um, which we will hope to discuss a bit further. Um, I think as well, when handwriting errors are made, it's, it's about giving models to show exactly what you want children to do so they can see it um yeah rather than just ver you know there's a lot of advice about how much verbal feedback is important and it is but 
actually with things like handwriting they're very visual and we need to make sure that we are giving those clear models to our children so they're able to um copy it and yeah. at twinkle we have letter formation videos for example in our handwriting scheme so you know a child could could take that off on an individual ipad and just watch that over and over and over again to practice it and perfect it rather than just having that you know that already completed one that's done by the teacher on the screen that's great yeah, to see the final product but just to continuously watch that flow is really beneficial for them and they can do that on their own and go at their own pace yeah that's brilliant um i think as well if there are interventions happening then really use some of that time for handwriting as it will help to build those strong foundations in writing and other subjects um we have two handwriting interventions at twinkle which can be used for eal learners we've got our flying start key stage one intervention and a racing ahead key stage two intervention both of them give a lot of time for practice um they can be used for any age regardless of our recommendation the the way that we've planned it is that racing ahead is more for older primary aged learners but it's still following the same core skills and basic skills of letter formation that the flying start key stage one is and i think even children in secondary school would be able to access that and find it engaging um you know they can go back and start with the basics without having to go back as you say to that sort of younger language and younger imagery that often happens where that's often a barrier that eal learners face we're also currently exploring options for creating interventions specifically aimed at eal learners too so watch this space amazing brilliant um yeah that'll be really exciting and the webinar will be brilliant as well as that comes up um all of our events are on the twinkle eal Eventbrite page um and i'll link it in the bio so everybody can click on it um but everything's free and we've got lots of cpd events coming up we've got two more in december um and then a whole host in the new academic year or sort of the new term um from january and i think yours is the first one isn't it bethany so that's exciting um so that'll be in january and we can delve delve into those different languages um and also parental involvement is super important uh, we've had a few guests on the show talking about the importance of getting parents involved um in their child's learning their progress so how do you think parents or carers can help at home with handwriting yeah um i think probably i, sh- I could have mentioned this for teachers as well but for teachers and for parents and carers don't be afraid to just give children extensive practice with handwriting it might seem boring but it does work and it is going to benefit them you know even if it's small doses daily it can make such a huge difference to them um you know if there's some sort of if there's an element of application to where they can you know write words and have a go adding these to sentences as well this can support their understanding of grammar and spelling and punctuation too so it's not just doesn't have to solely be focusing on handwriting um we have lots of practice booklets there are lots of practice booklets on the market that look at letter formation and ones that i really like are ones that link letter formation to drawings which can be quite fun at home so you know you it's quite exciting for a child because they can 
they're not just writing down the words, but they're kind of linking the shapes of those letters to different, you know, it might be an animal, it might be, it could be anything that's linked to the letter. So let's say if you're doing a B, a B for bats, they might start drawing bats and it kind of helps them with the flow of their letter formation as well, which makes it a bit more fun. I know that this is something Twinkle are working on as well and they're hopefully going to bring out some workbooks on that next year. Um, I think as well for parents, what's key is to watch videos because yeah. even if they, you know, even if they don't write the language themselves, if they can watch a video that shows them how to form the letter, they can then support their child, even if they're just showing the child the letter, but they can also try to practice themselves to show them. Um, definitely don't be afraid to ask your child's school or teacher for support or search the web. It's always, I think it is useful to know how your child is being taught in school so you can imitate that to avoid any confusion so you know find out what what scheme they use for handwriting if they use one do they use rhymes can I have a copy of their rhymes so that I can help them at home um yes and it would be a great way to sort of mirror the teaching that's happening at home and in school those letter formation videos, can we just find them on the search bar? Are they on the Twinkle website or are they on YouTube? Or So at the minute, the letter formation videos that we have are embedded into, they're actually embedded into our scheme. So you go okay. on each letter. Yeah. What, okay. what we are bringing out for parents is um, our vid- letter formation videos that will be standalone that we'll be able to search for. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So at the moment, we'll just download those packs, which will be really, really helpful. Um, and then alongside sort of your webinar and the CPD that we're doing at Twinkle, um, can you recommend any other useful CPD for teaching handwriting that teachers or parents maybe can access? Yeah. So the National Handwriting Association, they run four twilight sessions a year. And usually one, at least one is focused on EAL learners. So they're okay. great to go and you can find them on their website. Um, they also have a wealth of useful information on their website, uh, different articles that you can read. Um, another great website to look at is the Education Endowment Foundation, as they have some really useful reports on how to best support EAL learners. Fabulous. I've not had a look at the National Association of Handwriting, so that would be really interesting. And I'll have a look at those. Um, and they're just in the evening, are they? You can just log on. Yeah. Yeah, and done online. As far as I know, they're free sessions and you can just log on and attend them. They're really oh, interesting. The, the, the people who run it, it is a charity, but it is run by professors. Some of them are occupational therapists. You know, they're different handwriting specialists across the country that come together to run these yeah. sessions. Uh, it's brilliant, I think, especially maybe when we've changed into a bit of a digital age since COVID, that now a lot of your CPD can be done online and from home. You can access a lot more, can't you? Which is which is great, isn't it, for helping those students that need it? Um, have you got any final advice for our listeners on handwriting and where to start? Maybe if they're thinking, right, I'm going to start this tomorrow. Any top tips before we finish? Yeah, um, always start at the start. So, I mean, if you want to go on Twinkle and look at letter families, then start with your curly caterpillar letters first, and that's a great place to start. I think the biggest message is don't. Don't be afraid to give them extensive practice. And, you know, if, they, if you feel like you're giving them worksheet after worksheet after worksheet, that is 
the best way that they can perfect their handwriting so you know keep going and keep supporting them with that and they're bound to make progress Thank you so much, Bethany, for attending and for um, giving us this advice and top tips. It's really, really helpful. Um, and we will look forward to getting as many people to attend our webinar in January to delve a little bit more into those different languages. Thank you. Thank you.